0: You're listening to the 2021 Kentucky Derby Call In Show, presented by the Auxiliary Gate Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Alan Schneider and CC Broadus. Hi, friends, this is CC Broadus for the auxiliary gate podcast kentucky derby day is what less than four days away it's it's tuesday when we're recording this they, they drew post positions this morning and we're very very excited for kentucky derby week 147 just a few days away i'm joined by alan schneider are you there sir
1: you bet i am you bet i am where else would you want to be this time of year
0: alan how's things going
1: uh, good, good. I'm excited about this little thing we're doing tonight. You know, people hear enough from us. Let's hear from everybody else. I think
0: people are sick of hearing from us anyway.
1: How can you but, not be?
0: Yeah, absolutely right. So what we're going to do tonight, uh, we're going to turn the microphone over to our friends and gauge their opinion on Kentucky Derby 147 and, and anything else they want to talk about tonight. Uh, just random people, guests uh, that we've had on the show before or or people that we plan to have in the future so uh let's uh right now i'll turn it over to alan and you introduce our first guest i believe we have one on the
1: line hey thanks cc e. before we get to our first guest or our esteemed first guest i wanted to ask you real quick what was that number for folks to call in again Did oh, you yeah, I mention for- it
0: yeah i forgot to give out the number write this down 1-800 brandon jaggers sucks
1: Oh, okay. Brendan Jagger sucks. Is that S-U-X, S-U-C-K-S? What is that? Uh, It doesn't.
0: I think I think we bought every line, so (laughs)
1: we we love you, Brendan. We're just messing with you. Anyway, don't.
0: don't, We don't love you. We don't.
1: (laughs) Our uh, first guest is uh, someone everybody knows and loves. One of uh, horse racing's and society's uh, uh, best. uh, Well, I don't know how to put it exactly, but everybody loves Sack. Sack, how are you doing? Sack joined us on the program.
2: I'm great. Hey, guys. Happy Derby Week.
1: Happy Derby Week. Happy Derby, Zach. Uh, So, sack. What, uh, what are your plans this week for Derby before we get anything else?
2: I'm going to be cooking some shrimp and grits tomorrow. I'll probably build up as the week goes on and make some cocktails and stuff. What about you guys?
1: Oh, boy. You know what? It's going to rain a lot around here. As I just mentioned to CC, it's going to rain a lot the next two days. I got a lot of stuff I got to knock out. We have we have a derby party here on Saturday, so it's going to set me behind a little bit, but you know we'll manage, we'll manage. CC.
0: I think I'm going to be editing a lot of podcasts this week.
1: <laughs> he's our he's our in, uh, resident engineer, folks. But uh, shrimp and grits is that your specialty, Zach?
2: No, it's something that I like to have around Derby Week for sure. I don't know why that, but it's just something that I always like to have this week.
0: Don't make them too rich. The shrimp and grits is really good. Gosh, if you make it too rich, it'll just, you'll, you'll feel it for the next three days. Just, <laughs> yeah. I've never I, had it.
1: I've never had it.
3: I'll
1: make you smack good. your mama. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Uh, who, who uh, more importantly, I guess than anything, Sack, even more than your culinary skills, who wins this edition of the Kentucky Derby?
2: I think Todd Pletcher is going to win the Kentucky Derby.
1: (laughs) Oh, nice. Nice play for the correct answer. That narrows it down to four. Yeah, you got 80% of the field knocked out. What about the rest of it? Can you go any further?
2: I'm going to use known agenda for sure.
1: Okay, that rail draw, does it concern you a little bit?
2: It does. And, And I woke up this morning knowing that he was going to draw that rail for some reason. But maybe with the new gate. And or tease on, uh I, I feel confident still.
1: Yeah, uh, I I don't blame you. The horse has a big chance and uh that with that new gate, it kind of put to rest the auxiliary gate, but at least some of us are trying to keep that legacy alive. Um but that's a podcast push, folks. Uh, <laughs> so known agenda. What do you what do you want him to go off at? What would you like to see his odds being?
2: I'd bet him at three to one, oh. uh, possibly even a little lower.
1: Really, you like him that much?
2: I do, and i I do prefer the Florida Derby for some reason, and I don't know why, but I always have.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm vacationing in Florida. I went to Gulfstream last year. It's it's fantastic, so I'm a little partial to it myself. Um, now you, do you partake in uh, any beverages over this uh, little weekend? Uh, party we have here in the city of louisville do you do any of that
2: i do i'll uh, i'll for sure drink one lily and one julep i don't like them too sweet though so i kind of make them less sweet okay. than what i get what? at the track
1: he said per race
0: per one race, lily, one julep per race.
1: <laughs> it's a long card that would be impressive if you could do that uh, which one do you like better lily or a julep because i know what the i know what the answer is
2: you know, I used to think I liked lilies more, but now that I've been making juleps at home, I think I lean on the julep side now.
1: Really? I, I actually prefer, uh, I think we we try to make them here. My wife tries to make them. I try to make them. It never turns out properly. Cece, can you make a, a mint julep that's, you know, palatable? I, I can't do it.
0: Well, let's just throw a bunch of sugar in there. I think that's the key, right? I call that Kool-Aid. <laughs> But (laughs) it is
1: what it is. And Jagger's
2: is my mint hookup. Oh, he is? That's right. He grows his
1: own mint, doesn't he?
2: He does.
1: What a shock. (laughs) He's got connections all over town. Isn't mint like 99 cents or something at the store, if I'm not mistaken? It's it's nothing really crazy. Uh, Brandy could charge a little bit for that. Um, He
2: really could. And once you plant it, it spreads everywhere. So you have to find people that want to take it.
1: Really? So that's why he, so he's not doing the goodness of his own heart. He's just trying to get rid of it. Exactly. What a, what a guy. What a guy. Okay. So is there any, who do you like from the oak oh, oh, sack? Who do you like?
2: I like search results. I'll probably key that horse with uh, probably travel column, Clarier, air, and then coach. And how do you say Milfoy?
1: Is it Milf- Milfoy? Is Mil- that right? Milfoy. I think Boy. that's right. That's right.
2: Yeah. I'll learn how to it before the end of the
1: week hopefully <laughs> hey most one last question to say before we uh let you go um are you because you know i'm a fan of your grids i think you do a great i'm a grid guy i think i think in the, in, in terms of grids and i get a kick out of your grids are you going to try to do any for oaks or derby day i
2: will and i i did have a question when i yeah called oh in.
1: please do yeah
2: yeah, so I post my grids because I'm not very good at constructing tickets. So, do you guys have any ideas on exotic betting strategies for either day?
0: Ooh, CC. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. Throw the throw the strategies out the window. Play a caveman <laughs> ticket on the big days. I'm, that's the truth. If you hit <laughs> if you hit your ticket one time on Derby Day, one time on Oaks Day, it's gonna pay for itself. Don't don't get don't get lost in other people's Peer pressure to put to 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 do some type of betting strategy. Play play if single the horse that you like the most, and then spread to the gills on the on the races you're not sure about because that's that's how you're going to catch your bomb. You're not going to catch fifty to one. Uh, for me, caveman tickets this weekend. I know it's not a popular opinion, but I got to get back to what 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 made me what made me good. I'm in a little slump right now, so we're going back to the old caveman system. So. Ah. Oh.
1: Yeah. See, there you go. There's your strategy. Now, caveman can get expensive in these deep fields. That's the only that I would say, and I, I, I kind of a building on his point, I'm a fan, and everybody knows this. I like to find that single that other people don't like, that other people would not ordinarily single. If you, And that can be something as low as four to one or something. But if, if you can – that's how you – and that goes the same thing with vertical wagers too, is uh, single the horse that other people – don't like to single. That's just me. And then you can do a caveman around that to some extent or whatever. So th- these are just uh, two ideas. Um, I-, I would say not ignore the superfecta. Uh, quite frankly, I think the superfecta in some of these seven or eight horse races, when people are, people are betting a dollar, uh, they're they're going to shy away from the combinations they would ordinarily do at a dime. So maybe you take a horse on top, maybe bet a cold exacta, one first and second, and then maybe put three or four horses underneath for $10, 12 total and you might win an easy thousand bucks. I don't know. Well, not. There's no such thing as an easy thousand bucks, is there? But that's just me. That's just me. Do you have any ideas, Zach? Before we let you go.
2: No, but I, are you guys gonna put out any bet shares or anything that other people can get in oh. on with the? If you're doing caveman style.
1: Caveman style. That's the way. That's the way I the bet shares come in handy. Yeah.
0: If I have any money in my account, I will. If not, it's gonna be. It's I gonna t- be all all for himself.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, CC, actually, we, we ought to do. We'll we'll try to come up with something like that or whatever. Should, I mean, you know, it might be a little, something different. Maybe, maybe we'll do a Superfecta. We'll try a Superfecta. If we hit it, we hit it. If we don't, we don't. Right? What do you think?
2: That'd be fun. See? Let's go for it.
1: Yeah. Let's go for it. All right. We got sack down for one or two shares already, so. Okay. With that, we'll let you go, Sack. We got other people to get to, but we could talk to you all day long. You know that. I hope you have the best Derby week, and we wish you all the luck in the world.
2: Yeah. Best of luck, guys. Thanks.
1: Sure your thing.
0: Thank okay. you, Zach. Okay. Looks like we have next, we have Chris from Lexington. Chris, you're on hey. the Kentucky Derby Calling show.
4: Hey guys, big fan, long time listener, first time caller.
1: <laughs> I think we're having a lot of first time callers tonight. Uh, <laughs> if any people don't know, Chris is uh, my longtime good friend. We have known Chris for 25 years. We've never baseball met. Fan. We've never, a lot of people wish they had never met me, but, uh, Chris does like this time of year, and we wanted to have him on and get some of his opinions and see if he had anything to ask or provide to this little happy hour we have going on. What do you think, I, Chris?
4: I've got a couple of rudimentary questions as far as the Derby goes, because, uh, but you know, um, I've got a couple of picks in my head. I uh, like Rock Your World, and I like Highly Motivated, and I kind of like to get your thoughts on them and you know why I should bet them, maybe why I should lay off of them. And I'd also like to maybe get a long shot from each of you that uh, maybe I shouldn't sleep on. Oh, that's that was an excellent. Qu-
1: I did not know he was going to ask that, folks. <laughs> uh, I'll let you start there, CC.
0: Well, I'll take Rock Your World. I'm going to take a stand against Rock Your World. I'm not I, I, I'm not saying that he's a bad horse. He's a he's a definitely a fast horse, but he's, he's only run three times in his career. His first two starts were just average. They, they, you know, they were they were fine performances. But the the his victory in the Santa Anita Derby was out of nowhere. The, the, he recorded a huge fig uh, with buyer, thoroughgraph, whatever whatever types of figs that you use. Rock your world was off the charts. Now this horse is he he's not run as a two year old, so he doesn't have a lot of two year old foundation. And that over what a hundred years outside of Justify, that's what it's taken to win a Kentucky Derby. So. I think Rock Your World is going to be a, a really nice horse down the road. He might even win the Preakness. I'm going to take a stand against him in the Kentucky Derby at short odds. What, five to one, six to one, seven to one, something like that. I think I'm going to toss him, and you know maybe he gets caught up in a in a hot pace or the inexperience uh, hurts hurts his chances. But uh, I'm against Rock Your World. Alan, why don't you take Highly Motivated?
1: Oh, that, I'm going to congratulate I, I love it when people take bold stances. That's a bold stance.
4: Yeah, I'm already glad I asked.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I'm not that bold a stance. I think the horse can win the race, but uh, you can't bet them all. I knew you would pick it. My friend Chris here is a huge rock music fan, so I had a feeling when Rock Your World made the list, he might be interested in that name. But I can't take the stance that CeCe has. I understand his points. I, your other horse, though, highly motivated. That's my derby selection. I'm not going to stray from it. There are a few that scare me quite a bit, I, most notably Hot Rod Charlie, I think. But highly motivated uh, to me is uh, I think he might be sitting on a big race, throw off the effort, uh, throw off the layoff. I, I loved his bluegrass effort where he was – he went to the lead. He doesn't ordinarily like to go to the lead, but he had to bad a fault in that race. He fought all the way to the wire. Um, I feel like he, if he has a target to run at it, if he sits off the pace, I think he might fire his best race of the year. That said, there are concerns with the horse from a pedigree standpoint, uh, getting the mile and a quarter distance. His pedigree does not scream that particularly from the, uh, side of the female, uh, the female side. I'm hoping maybe his talent can carry him there. Maybe a field that's not as talented as it usually is overall may carry him there. They can all get a mile and a quarter. It's just a matter of how fast they can get it. Uh, I'm, I'm giving a slight nod to Holly Motivated, so I do hope you win that. Um, so, a, again, he's my pick, but I, I do see six or seven that can win.
0: How about a what long else? shot?
1: Oh, a long shot. A long Ooh, you, you go first, CC. I'm thinking about this for a second.
0: Dynamic one for me from mm-hmm. uh, Todd Pletcher stable. he'll probably be about 20 to one. I think this horse is on the rise. Uh, the, a lot of people are going to pan the Wood Memorial as a, as a poor prep race but dynamic 1 made a huge move four wide to get to the lead and i it, there's a chance he didn't see the the winter bourbonic coming late uh, so you know i think this horse is is on the improve if if he doesn't run well here i think he might win the belmont stakes <clears throat> excuse me in 5 weeks so yeah dynamic 1 for me as a as a chance to hit the board at a big price
1: I agree with that. We just we just talked to Sack, who likes uh, Todd Pletcher. This uh, Todd Pletcher's known agenda, and uh, this this horse could be right there with no agenda. I, I would agree with uh, CC on dynamic one. I would add in King Fury uh, from Kenny McPeak and our buddy Brian Hernandez, who the, the horse has always had talent. If you watch the Lexington uh, Stakes a couple of weeks ago Keeneland, is his first race of the year. That's not the way horses usually win the Derby off of one prep race two weeks out, but he looked fantastic. Uh, I'd also throw in Obesos, who is the buzz horse right now, but uh there are reasons to like Obesos. Uh those three, off the top of my head, I might even add Insane Hood at 50 to 1, who I think will not be 50 to 1. For Todd, another Todd Pletcher horse. I'd keep Todd Pletcher. Uh, uh, I would just keep Todd Pletcher in mind for all your exotics. One of those horses he has, at least one's gonna run big, and it might be Saint Hood at 50 to one. But if you made me pick one. King Fury, maybe. What else you got, Chris?
4: Uh, well, that's actually about all I've got. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I do have one last question. Yes. Uh, it's a two-horse race, and it's Kajagoogoo versus Dexy's Midnight Runners. We got.
1: <laughs> that's my kind of question. We are '80s lovers, folks. We love the '80s. I love the '70s and the '90s too, but I'm taking Dexy's Midnight Runner. I uh, knew you. You knew I would. You knew I, these are '80s one-hit wonders, folks. But uh, "Dixie Midnight Runners" things come on, Eileen. So, uh, is that who you would take?
4: I'm taking Taja Goo, Goo by length.
1: Oh, really? Huh. Oh, that's that's too bad or too shy, however you say. <laughs> hey, let me ask you. You're, my my friend Chris is a huge baseball fan, huge Reds fan, the biggest Reds fan you're ever going to meet. I will tell you that. Of one's promising season has turned to a slide. What in real quickly, Chris? What can they do to turn it around?
4: What can they? How? Oh, what can they do to uh, keep playing? You've got, uh, you've got three quarters of the se- well, more, more than that, four fifths of the season uh, still remaining. You know, so they hit a bump, but it's early. You know, there's plenty of things to be optimistic about. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. You know, uh, what can they? Yeah, do you are. They completely. <laughs> um, Deplete the bullpen and start from scratch with the exception of one, uh, TJ Antone. Um, a new manager would help. I heard. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a was it Keeneland Dan who was on your podcast who was talking about uh, Yes. Bell? Yes. I loved him. I agreed with every single word he said. Um, but, you know, anyway, but I, I think there's, there's plenty of reasons to be optimistic. Jesse Winker is going to be an all-star. Um, I'm not sweating it at all. Yeah. Uh, well, plus you know we're we used to losing anyway, so um, <laughs> it's it's not that big of a deal to me. But you know it's this is this isn't a sprint, it's a marathon. So. Just right. speaking Does of David, marathons. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got that. I, saw, I, I, I believe on uh, social media I saw. Actually, I talked to you about it. But yeah, uh, congratulations on the thirteen point one mini marathon. i uh, thank. Atlin ran on Sunday. As yeah. the tender young age of 51, congratulations. That's what I'm
1: proud of. <laughs>
4: I am not ashamed to say I would have been dead by mile eight.
1: Well, I, my pedigree, the, the, the pedigree didn't come through for me. But again, they can all, we can all get 13 miles. It's a matter of how slow we do it. And I, I certainly proved that there, David. Thank you for acknowledging that you're for this long, old man.
4: you were the long shot that finished. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir.
1: Hey, great talking to you, Chris. We enjoyed it, and we hope you can join us again in the future, pal.
4: Absolutely. Be glad to. Thanks a lot, guys. Good luck on your derby picks.
1: You too, sir.
0: See you, Chris. Okay, that's one Red fan to another Cincinnati Reds fan. It looks like we've got Caitlin on the line. This is Caitlin Free. How are you doing, Caitlin?
3: I'm good. How are you guys
1: doing? Oh, wonderful. It's derby week. I mean, what more can you want, right?
3: Right. I
0: understand that you're a Reds fan. Is that correct?
3: <laughs> I am a big Cincinnati Reds fan. Um, I'm actually going to my second game on Kentucky Oaks night. I'm going to watch the Oaks and then hop in my car and go to just a little bit down the road to uh, great American ballpark and go to my second Reds game of the year. It's the first night for Friday night fireworks and I couldn't miss it. Got some good tickets going to go with some friends before the Derby. So Super excited gonna have a couple drinks and hopefully see a win against the Cubs
0: yeah for once People yeah right should, right yeah so yeah I, I've actually had visions of playoffs uh, dancing in my head until the last couple of weeks now it looks like we're we're back where we where we normally are at the end of April but uh, Caitlin uh, are, are you going to the Derby
3: I am not going to be at the Derby this year. Um, obviously, wasn't able to go last year because of COVID, and um, I probably could have gotten tickets this year, but it's kind of a tradition for me to watch at home with my parents. We usually throw a little Derby party for some friends and family, and I kind of wanted to stick to that this year with everything going on with COVID, so I will be at home with my family watching.
0: I understand. Now, Caitlin is kind of the future of horse racing. Uh, yes, she, she is. is. Yeah, she's well uh, well versed in in just about every level of the industry. I believe just following her on Twitter, uh, I know you're 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 knowledgeable about breeding and and the racing side both. Uh, have you if you decided maybe to to delve into a, a career in racing or, or how are things going on that front?
3: Well, I appreciate that certainly. Um, yes, I really would like to maybe transition into racing um, full-time. I worked for TVG for a couple of years and really liked that, but I'm looking to get more into the breeding side and maybe in the very near future, start my own bloodstock agency All right, and kind of nice. help with sales, working with clients and maybe some of the big name trainers. So that is what I'm looking to do Within the next several years. But I mean, I'm still young and still just starting out. But yes, this is really the only thing I want to do with my life. It's what I went to college for. So this, this is really the only path I've carved for myself as a future. I've put all my eggs in one basket.
0: <laughs> Where did you go to college? Did you go to L? No,
3: I didn't. I actually went to Ohio university for a little while and then I Bobcats, Bobcats. Yes. I am a Bobcat. And then I switched to a, um, kind of one of their trade schools that's close to them and actually studied equine veterinary medicine.
0: Hmm. Okay. That's cool. All right. So I can tell you you're a really good talker. So yes, you could probably choose whichever, uh, whichever side of the sport you want to go into. So I, I would think, uh, I would think uh, the uh, the bloodstock agency. I think that's a, that's a good idea for you because uh, that's that's part of it, advertising yourself. Basically, is is being a good talker. So, uh, Caitlin, uh, you, you're going you're going down the right road, I'm sure. Uh, so let's get down and dirty. Let's talk about the Kentucky Derby 147. Uh, Caitlin, uh, what what sticks out to you this year? Do you do you have a selection yet, or, or where do you stand?
3: I think I've kind of narrowed it down to at least the two horses I like. I don't really have any surprises. Um, the draw really didn't eliminate anybody for me aside from known agenda. I don't think the rail is going to bother him too much, but he wasn't my top selection anyway, so that kind of threw him out. Um, usually my favorite tool to use when picking a derby runner is, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, it's Brisnet's Dynamic Herding Report by Kerry Thomas and Pete Dank.
1: Pete Dank, yes.
3: That is what I used to make my final selection. But as of right now, I, I hate to say it, but I I don't see anybody really winning this race outside of essential quality and rocker your world. I think oh. that they both do really well. I think they're the two best horses in the race. I could see either of them being pretty up close and on the pace. So I think that's where they're both going to end up being. And it'll just be who can get home faster. I kind of am leaning toward Rock Your World. I like the way he's been working. I like that Joel got the call. I think he's been the best rider in the country this year. And just that connection group, they're too good to have not won a Derby. And I think they're bringing the right horse in. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I actually really like that he's been on turf to dirt. Um, There's a lot of horses that that's really worked out for coming to the Kentucky Derby. Barbro big brown, horses like that kind of come to mind. So he's got, he's coming in in really, really good shape. So I really like him. And with essential quality, if it's not broke, don't fix it. This horse has done nothing wrong. So, I mean, it's down to those two for me. Any kind of like longer shots that I think can maybe hit the board or surprise at a big number. I still really like Mandaloon a lot. Um, maybe a big of an ass to win. And I think King Fury's got a shot.
1: Yeah, there's another King Fury fan, like yeah. myself. All right. What about the Kentucky uh, Oaks?
0: Any, uh, any opinion there?
3: The Oaks? The Oaks is a little bit tougher for me, honestly. Um, I I really, really like Mala Thought I was at Keenan when she won the Ashland, and I thought it was really, really impressive because she was coming off the bench, and she's unbeaten. I know she's a favorite, and it's not, like, kind of branching out super – much, but I, I really love her pedigree. I think she's gonna be even better than her dam and her granddam were, and they were both really really good. I love the way she's bred. But one horse I'm definitely going to include in my um, superfecta is Crazy Beautiful.
1: Oh, we're on the same page. We are on the same page, Caitlin. <laughs> she
3: always runs a good race. I'm not sure if she's good enough to beat this group, but she's definitely going to hit the board. And I mean, I like that she's 15 to one on the morning line. Don't think we'll get that, but I mean. She, her, and Passa Champagne for me. I think they will both run pretty big races. Um, I'm just not a big travel column fan, if I'm being honest.
0: Hmm. Oh wow, why? Um, why is that?
3: I mean, I like her, but I don't know. She just doesn't. She doesn't scream an Oaks winner to me.
1: Okay. Hey, uh, Caitlin, why? Why we got you're a breeding. You're in the breeding side of of uh the sport quite a bit. So from a pedigree standpoint in, in either race, Oaks or Derby, who intrigues you, whether it be a long shot or just hey that pedigree makes me up, up upgrade that horse a little more or vice versa.
3: Honestly, probably for the derby, I would definitely say King Fury. I yeah. like the curlin on top there's a lot of stamina, and his damn terrace was a sprinter even though she's bred to go long. And I, I really like his pedigree. I was super excited when this horse got in. Um, yeah, me too. He, he's a horse that I really, really liked it too. And I thought would really progress on at three. So I was really excited about him. And breeding wise, um, one other horse that I really like, and I am not sure how to pronounce her name, if I'm being honest. Milfoil? Yes.
1: <laughs> We've already had that question. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, her. She, she's another classically better I'm I'm very impartial to curl I think he's probably going to be the top sire in the country this year um so I like the way she's bred too and I I think that whether rain or shine which I think it's going to be shine this week thank god um mm-hmm. I think the curlings are just going to run well so I, I like both of them on a breeding standpoint but there's a lot of really really well bred horses in both races this year
1: well, I tell you what, she—I think she's got this thing knocked out pretty good, Cece. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think so. That'd definitely. Uh, Caitlin, would you be interested in maybe doing a pod for us in the future? Maybe we'll handicap a pick four or a pick five at, at some track down Let's the line. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Well, Caitlin, I, I greatly appreciate you uh, joining us tonight, and uh, and uh, man, this is great. You—you uh, you, you provide some insight, and that's what exactly what we're looking for.
3: Well, I'm super excited to be on. Thank you for asking me. Hopefully, we can. Get some home this weekend. You got
0: that right. I just want to cash a ticket. That's all. (laughs) Exactly. Go Reds.
3: Yes, go Reds. Hopefully, they can keep it going and beat the Dodgers again tonight. That was a little scary last night. So cool.
0: All right. Thank you, Caitlin.
3: Thank you so much.
0: See ya. All right. We're happy to have uh, Caitlin on. Let's go to our next guest. And the board here says, "Will the thrill from Louisville?" That could be no, no, no one other than uh, Will Nesker. Will, are you there? Good evening. I'm here. All right, Will. Uh, glad glad you, you're here. And uh, you doing okay?
5: I'm doing all right. I'm doing fine. How are you all?
0: All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> Oaks and Derby coming up. Uh, are, are you going to attend both, or either, or
5: none? I'm going to attend both. Oh, excellent!
1: And what are you wearing? You got any pastel suits picked out, or seersuckers, or what?
5: I've got I've got a seersucker suit for one day, and I have a I'd say you probably call it a coral suit for another for the for another day. I'm not sure which which one's going to go with which.
1: Uh, I think it was ZZ Top that said every girl crazy about a sharp dressed man, so I'm sure they're going to be all over you, Will. They're going to be all over you.
5: I was going to say. I'm I've got the hats to go with it, but you, you, you've you seen the coral suit. You put me.
1: Oh, yeah. The
0: yeah. <laughs> great suit. When I think of Will Nefker, I think of uh, height of fashion and great handicapping. <laughs> in what order? <laughs> it, didn't doesn't it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It <laughs> doesn't matter.
5: Yeah. All right, I'm, Will. More, I'm more about the lifestyle of the sport than the handicapping.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's a
5: good right. way to
0: be. Good
5: deal. <laughs> all right. So, uh,
0: uh, Will, Kentucky Derby 147, right around the corner. Uh, let's start with the Derby first. We'll talk about the Oaks a little bit later. But uh, right. what, what do you think about uh, this year's Kentucky Derby? All
5: right, so um, it's my general thoughts are that there's no standout. Uh, of course, Essential Quality is the favorite. He's done nothing wrong. But he's also not a horse that has separated himself from the pack so that you think, you know, this is a American pharaoh or justified type or something like that. I think there's probably about six to eight horses that could jump up and win this race. He's one of them, but he's not a lock. So, you know, starting from that point is where is is where I'm going.
0: Okay. And and where do you land?
5: You know, I I am I'm I'm still you know the post positions were drawn today, of course, and I'm still trying to land, just trying to finalize everything. But I'm I'm really liking Rock Your World, and I and I really like King Fury. I think those are probably the two places I'm going to land as my top two selections and build my tickets around. I've been going out in the mornings and watching the horses come out on the track and, uh, and work out and trying to see them in the flesh and see what they look like. So not only am I looking at the past performances, but I'm also judging what they look like in the mornings.
0: So, let's talk about that uh have you seen some of these morning works? Uh, i want to talk about known agenda yeah uh, let's talk about him he he had a workout with Sainthood. Uh, I think maybe his last word he never could get by Sainthood. Did you see that work?
5: I did not see that okay but uh, but that doesn't really bother me i i've you know um i i i'm more i'm more or less are looking at at what they look like and in the flesh than, than how they go, I guess. I mean, that that's not, not to say that's not important, but looking at Nonagen in the morning, it's like this horse is, he's a specimen. He's got a huge shoulder on him, which I think is a indicator of stamina. You're looking at the shoulder of a horse. I look at the hip of the horse, the hip's the engine, and the shoulder, which is where you get speed from the hip, and then the shoulders about the stamina. And, I, and this horse has a great-looking shoulder on it.
0: So, well, I was going to ask you, I mean, is, is, is there any doubt this horse can't get a mile and a quarter? It looks like you answered no. the question there, yeah. No. Uh, any any of uh, the primary contenders maybe you would toss based on looks? Or no? Uh, I would say
5: Obesos. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh. Yeah.
1: Unpopular opinion
5: there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I didn't like the way he looked. Okay. Um, I'm on the back side. I'm on the back stretch. And so I'm not watching them come down the stretch during their works. I'm watching them come around, right. you know, maybe starting their work on the back stretch, and, or if they're galloping, watching them gallop, um, or just watching them you know, walk by, jog by, something like that. And so I'm kind of just judging off of that. I'm not really looking at the works per se and how they did the work. Now, I will go back and watch a video of some of them to see how they worked and how they came down the front stretch, but I'm not looking at that when I'm going to the track.
0: Okay. Uh, from a wagering standpoint, what, what are you going to concentrate on? Like what types of plays?
5: I think this year – so, you know, in years past, I mean, I, I, if I can, I really want to find a horse that I can bet to win. I mean, that's the first objective. And so, for instance, in 2015, I keyed in on American Pharoah. I knew he was going to win. I had the utmost confidence, and I put five grand on his nose.
1: Uh, that's so, grand. How many is how many zeros is I, I, I'm poor. How many zeros is that? I'm that's, just kidding. <laughs>
0: that's a lot. He's that's, just kidding. He's not poor. That's for five, sure. stack, five <laughs> dimes.
5: Five dimes. everyone said. Yeah. Five dimes. So, uh, there's no there's no horse that I feel this year that I'm confident enough in to place that kind of win wager on, because I think this is a fairly evenly matched field. I don't think this is a great crop. It hasn't shown itself to be a great crop. So I, I think the play is probably to try to identify horses that you can use on top, and tries the supers and supers, and go from there, and then spread underneath.
1: Okay, Will, I'm a... I like playing the super. I think the supers is one of the most under, undervalued bets out there. I think people yeah. sometimes get crazy with they go all in on horizontals and, and forget the verticals, and that's where the overlay payoffs come in at. And to do that, you need one solid horse to hit the board who is uh, a bit of an overlay, a bit of a price. Give me that horse.
5: Well, I already mentioned uh, King Fury. Correct. Um, so other than King Fury, other than King Fury, which is, you know, I think he's going to be, uh, what's his morning line? I, I didn't really catch it. twenty. To one. I think it will go off about twenty to one person. Twenty or thirty to one. Um, I would actually, based on what I've seen uh, in the mornings, I would use Dynamic One and Bourbonic too.
1: Okay, we, we're getting a little love from the, for those guys on the podcast and, so far. And I,
5: I, and Superstock.
1: Oh, that's one we have not heard so far. Yeah. And Super, and King Fury beats Superstock. In the is it the Golden the Jockey Club right CC the streets
5: the streets The streets street back the street in sense the sense.
1: in the fall and it looked like kind of a nothing kind of an overnight stake and now we have two Kentucky Derby starters out that little six horse field and right. according to you they're both contenders yeah
3: yeah
5: for sure there you
0: go okay uh, uh Will before we let you go uh, let's talk a little Kentucky Oaks uh is a wide open race field of yeah. fourteen. Where, where are you here? Uh, I'm landing on Crazy Beautiful.
1: Oh, well, there's another another one for Crazy Beautiful, y'all.
0: S- yep. Speaking of looks, this this filly's looked tremendous on the racetrack of what I've seen. Yeah.
5: Yes, she looks great in the mornings. Um, I've, I've she's just she's been an eye catcher. Uh, in the mornings, I think you know she, this is third off the layoff, and she's improved each start. Um. This year in both positive
1: degrees. jockey switch, positive jockey switch. The
5: last time out, right? Yep, and um, I think that she uh, She looks like she's she looks the part, and um, I believe that she's going to move forward and run a big race. So,
1: I have to ask you then, Will, if you like Crazy Beautiful at 15 to 1, you like King Fury at 20 to 1, surely you've got to have some money on a, on a cold. Oh, uh, right. Derby, Ken McPeak, double, correct? Exactly, right. Yeah. You have to do that.
5: I, right. Yeah. No, I, I, I've, I've been thinking about the exact same thing, Alan, and um, I call him Kenny McSneak because he, he always he always seems to, you know, he pops up with a he pops up when you don't expect him, um, and he's he he has um, horses that are usually under the radar, but they're well bred but maybe just haven't performed like they should. And then all of a sudden, boom, they boom jump it. up and yeah. And they, the light and goes on with
1: distance. It does. It does yeah. lots of times with him. Yeah. He, he, he is, he's live for your, uh, exotics, if not to win the races. And I mean, I think he can win both of them, but for your, your super your tries, I think you've got to keep an eye on Ken McPeak this weekend. For
5: sure.
0: All right. We'll, uh, We'll, we'll let you go right now with uh, on that note. And uh, like, like all the other guests, we, we greatly appreciate you taking the time out to join us this evening. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you at the track soon, hanging out at the Gold Room, right? Absolutely.
1: Hey, before you go, Will, CC, uh, can you give that, give that number out one more time so oh, for, yeah, our for other people? It,
0: it, anybody else that wants to call in, uh, write this down, 1-800-Brandon-Jaggers sucks. <laughs> It's either S U X or S U C K S. Either one will work. A
1: T and T doesn't care. They don't care. <laughs> Thanks again, Will. Thanks.
0: You're
6: welcome.
0: See you. Bye. All right, Alan. We're winding down here. It looks like uh, on our board we've got a new caller. This is Philip from Lexington. Alan, why don't you take this one?
1: Yeah, certainly. We've had a we all had lot of fun talking to all these people. I'm like this is a good idea, trying to get everybody involved in the show and getting here everybody's opinions and thoughts and this and that. And uh, we're not done yet because now we have Phil McIntyre, our buddy, on here right now from Lexington, KY. How are you doing, Phil? Pretty good, pretty good. Okay, are you excited about this week?
7: Absolutely.
1: Now, now, do you get up to Louisville, the city of Louisville, much this week? Or, I mean, we don't have as much going on as we usually do. I can assure you that. But uh, do you have a tendency to get up to Louisville this week?
7: No, I try to stay out of the uh, the traffic problems that uh, new people coming into the town can uh, create. So I, I tend to stay local in Lexington.
1: Yeah, well, the way that things have been going around here for a while, I wish traffic was our only issue up here, but yeah, that's ne- neither here nor there. So, in the meantime, um, okay, the Derby's this week, the Oaks is this week. Give me your strongest take on either race or anything on the undercard. I mean, who really strikes your fancy at this point that you just can't wait to uh, throw a $2 down on?
7: Oh, for the Oaks, um I have to go with past the Champagne. Uh, oh. My wife and I, we know the owners, and they say that she came out of the, uh, the race at Keeneland great. Um, all systems are go, training good, and so we're really excited for them and, and hoping to uh, uh, have a deal worked out, evidently, where I get to drink from the uh, Julep Cup if they win. So Nice deal. Oh, nice. um, so we're, we're pulling for them to win. It's going to be tough with, with the pletcher horse uh that that monster gobbles up ground when it gets into the stretch like you wouldn't believe but uh i, I really like past the champagne and i hope that it can take another step forward uh coming off that race and uh and and for a long shot under you you have to go with uh, um uh coming out of fairgrounds uh dallas oh Will's oh oh, oh. Will's secret. Secret. Right. secret yeah 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 yeah
1: that's the first time we've heard that one
7: the guy, well, the, yeah, just had him. Something about him and Churchill. I mean, he just sends bombs there, and, and good point. You, but take ticket. That's to me. That that's the price play right there.
1: Yeah, you know, because I think you know, Pass the Champagne's a very lightly raced horse. There's a lot of upside to Pass the Champagne. I've been on about how had caught him uh, in in the uh, Ashland. That said. We're not giving enough credit to Pass the Champagne. If Malatab is the second coming, I don't know if he is or he isn't. Pass the Champagne. I only lost my head to him, so Pass the Champagne's got a lot of upside. You're going to get, I think, you're going to get fifteen to one out of the horse, and Will Secret probably going to be twenty twenty five to one in that field. Uh, even though, that, and they're both li- they're both live long shots to, uh, to really sp- spruce up the exotic. So I definitely can see where you're coming from with that. Uh, Derby Day, Derby Day, uh, the big one. Uh, what say you, Phil?
7: essential oh, quality done nothing wrong. I mean, every, just checks every box um, and just continues e- every time you think, well, today's the day that he's going to get beat. He just keeps, keeps grinding away and keeps uh, wearing them down. But with Cox's, the way he brings horses in, I really look forward another step forward, another gear out of this horse. Um, I don't think he was tightened all the way up for the bluegrass. And I believe you you be the best of him. And I mean, he ran his last three furlongs in, in 36, three. So if he gets Whoa. any better Whoa. than he, he's going to be moving late. Um, and I, I think the bluegrass
0: I of, of all the prep, of all the prep races, I think the bluegrass was the strongest.
1: No don't question in my think? mind. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think it was. I think the wood might be a tad bit underrated, and considering even though I'm, ne- I'm never really a fan of the wood, I mean I think you might have some some decent horses coming out of that. But uh, overall, yeah, I think the bluegrass ha- has to be considered the strongest prep, uh, if nothing else for the, the 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 separation between the top two and the rest of the field. I mean, of course, I've made no bones about how I feel about Ron Bauer. Ron Bauer. was a solid third, but he's still a distant third of those horses. So,
7: yeah, I generally tend to fade. Uh- the bluegrass a little bit and anything coming out of uh, Aqueduct, but this year you can't argue that those two those two races were fairly strong and and that remains to be seen. You know how it'll yeah convert over to the Derby, but I mean there were there were some quality horses in there that that are generally um, not in those races. They would generally look elsewhere, and, and I think that that a lot of them. Sort of realized they could stay home and avoid uh, maybe some Baffert horses in Arkansas and still get in. And so I think I think there might be some some good horses coming out of out of there. I may include one uh, from Aqueduct on my on my ticket too. So I, I like
1: highly motivated out of the bluegrass. Do you like him at all?
7: I I do. Um, I'm really. Uh, I don't like the post draw, but I really am leaning towards known agenda underneath. And I hope that that'll make the price drift up where you got the one hole. Yeah. If I can get 15 to one, I would be happy with that. Um, I do like highly motivated. He did he did nothing wrong, had every every right to win that race. I just think he might have ran into to a horse that, you know. Maybe the best of of this crop. Had he been in any other race, I'm sure he probably wins it.
1: Hey, uh, so we we had Sack on earlier and asked her about the mint julep and the lily thing. Which one do you prefer?
7: Um, I just prefer bourbon and ginger ale. I'm not. I really had a thinking. feeling you'd say that. <laughs> mint julep, it, it's a little a uh, little sugary, a little syrupy, uh, for my taste, and and I don't think I've ever had any other <laughs> any other drinks besides that.
1: Okay, Cece, what do you got for Phil, buddy? Cece? Honestly,
0: uh I, yeah, I I was just curious, Phil, what type of wagers will you be uh focusing on going into the Derby?
1: He's a super player, I think, aren't you, Phil?
7: You're going to yeah, play the I'll, dollar super? I would probably be uh firing about five supers um anywhere from 18 to $36 each, uh, in, in sort of wheels. Uh, and then probably, um, probably about another six to eight trifectas, uh, just for the Derby. Okay. Uh, I mean, you got one chance to pay your house off. So, you know, for <laughs> <more>, one chance for <laughs> right. year, so take a swing. That's um, exactly right. You know, so let me
1: ask you this. How do you feel about, would you rather have the dollar? Super or the dime because it's the dollar super this year. The, the the minimum is a buck. Uh, they last year they went to the dime. This year it's the dollar. Would you rather have the dime? the uh, people are torn on this issue. I don't know how I feel, but would you rather have the dime or the dollar minimum?
7: I would rather have the dollar minimum because um, you want to make that crush. Yeah, I want to. I mean, I'm not looking to win every race. I'm looking to win one race. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's well, the way I've always that's the way I've always viewed my entire betting strategy is, is you can win all day and win a little bit or you can crush the one race at odds and, and walk out of there with a with a pocket full of money
1: That
7: sounds good see I
0: prefer I would prefer the dime super effective because I don't have that Brandon jaggers walking around money <laughs> so I need uh, I, I prefer the dime let's just put it that way I, my my wallet's not as thick as his but, well uh, I, I will
1: say uh, people know I'm a proponent of the super. I don't play it enough, quite frankly, but I prefer, I'm a little, I would prefer the dime because with the dime I can cast a wide, this way I believe you cast a wide net for a fail, and then you start to narrow it down, narrow it down, kind of filter it out a little bit, and then maybe you hit it for, you know, you hit your strongest opinions. You can hit your strongest opinions for 50, 60 cents. It'd be a reasonable taking to look at LA Now that said, the pools are going to be bigger. So when you hit for a dollar, the dollar scares a lot of people off. So you're not going to have as many winning combinations out there. So when you hit and you're accustomed to seeing a super to pay $800 for a dollar, now it's probably going to pay $1,400 for a $1 dollar because there's fewer, fewer combinations out there and uh, the smaller guys out. So I do see both sides of that. I'll just put it that way. And I hope you hit a couple of those. Come uh, Derby Day, there, Phil. Quite frankly, I like to see you pay your house off. Maybe buy another one.
7: I'm gonna try. I mean, this is this is a hard field to narrow down. Generally, I have it where I can toss half the field, and I'm dealing with these ten horses in some combination. I'm having a really difficult time this year separating a lot of these horses because they're so similar. Yeah. And and it it's just really tough to. Uh, to toss some of these i don't want to get beat because i'll leave one of them off
1: and, and that's where that's where the uh payoffs i mean the, the price of the ticket starts to grow exponentially so i i feel your pain there because i'm having the same problem so uh if i play a super effect it's, it's probably gonna be nothing crazy i was actually thinking i you just going cold exact to highly motivated essential quality and then go underneath that if, if i win i win if i lose i lose but uh no matter how it comes in, it's going to pay in handsomely. So I do
7: wish you the best with that. Oh, there's there's so many wagering options that day is is what I like. You can do the Oaks Derby Double. You can do the the uh, the Pick Three with the uh, it used to be what the Woodford. Yeah. In there. Old Old Forester. Old Forester. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there's just so many. Uh, there's that All Stakes Pick Six. I mean, if if you can't find a race that you like to bet on on these two days, then you know
1: you're not trying.
7: Yeah, you you're just not trying, or you're you're going too cheap in them because I mean there there are a million ways to make money on this on these two days of racing. Yeah, I, my only,
1: my only caution if we have Lutzers and, and I think to say like, like a wet blanket sometimes. But man you you can't bet every you can't bet every you can't bet every pick four you can't everybody pick five you've got to you got to kind of pick your spots a little bit i hate to preach on that but if you try hold to play on, every hold on, hold on uh, there are yeah, 75, right there. 75 different exotics combinations on there <laughs> and stuff and you know at, at some point you're betting against yourself so i just hope that people yeah find that sequence you like find that sequence you like and then hit that one hard but that's my uh, editorial
7: Exactly. <laughs> You would you're good at If you're good at – if you could pick out turf sprints, trifectas, or you're good at finding singles there, go for it.
1: Now we can get the contrary opinion from CC, who I think wanted to chime in a bit. <laughs> About what? Oh, yeah. I thought you said that you, you didn't agree with that, uh, that you uh, pick your spots a little bit. Because there's, there's so many wagering options that day. Now, I'm so, going to play
0: every spot, every single spot.
1: Even the shell parlay? <laughs> I'm, well, no, I'm, I'm gonna Greg,
0: open the wallet
1: well the wallet. brandon's, brandon's holding me alone oh brandon's we're, here we're at we're, at, we're, we're up at 10 a.m in our boxer
6: briefs and sipping coffee and i'm putting in pick fours and pick fives that's how i start my morning out if i don't do those two things especially on derby day it's just not going to be the same i've always done it like that <laughs> i'm always successful al stall usually ruins one of Craig's big uh, four, big fives. Uh, maybe maybe that Bob Klein guy, Robert Klein from Oakland, ships in. Who knows? I still got. I guess still got to handicap the early first five races on Saturday.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Brandon. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to. The <laughs> yeah, I right got a ton there, of buddies.
6: information. Ton of information.
1: <laughs> All, right, All right, Phil. We appreciate you stopping by, buddy. I wish you the best of luck on Derby and Oaks, and uh, I really do hope you crush it. And I hope you, again, not only
7: pay this house off, go pay the next house off, okay? Thanks. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll post my tickets on Twitter if I hit anything. If I'm silent, you know that. That uh, didn't go well? I'm no, you post your tickets before. Philip. you
0: post your tickets before the race so we can copy off of you. Okay? There you go. <laughs> All
7: yeah.
1: right. Thanks a lot, Phil. All
7: right. See you. See
0: you, Phil. Well, it's been a heck of a night so far, and now it looks like Brandon Jaggers has is, is, is snuck into the conversation. Brandon, how you doing, buddy?
6: Yeah, man. Uh, just came for my dinner party and had to wrap up some big horse-type type, uh, discussions, and uh, happy to offer any insight. Uh, did they have the derby draw today? I'm not even for sure.
0: It's oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Come in here and drop some knowledge, Brandon. Wait, wait, wait. I know I know where you've been tonight. Can you drop some nuggets on us?
6: Well, I, you know, I, I think we've got a couple. I mean, based on the draw, everybody feels really good. We have obviously two and three-year-old champions in the Kentucky Derby. Let's not forget they're champions. And uh, could they could they bounce? Could they have a bad trip? Oh yeah, anything could happen, but. I'm going to say that Brad Cox is going to win the Derby and the Oaks. So just go ahead and do the old Oaks uh, Derby double. And uh, you can put the house on that one because I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I
8: am I'm, I have time in here. Uh, I'm in agreement with uh, Brandon. Bingo. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who, who,
6: who's,
0: who's on this? the line here? Hey, let me check with our engineer back in the in the back. This is Amanda from
8: Bloomfield. Amanda, it how is. did you get in here? I snuck in.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, how's things going?
8: Great. I swear, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna win the, I'm gonna win the Derby this year. Okay. 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 All right. Well, uh, first Brad of all, I want you hold on. My, my, my main man.
0: Okay. And uh, and your selection for the Derby this year is. <sighs>
8: I know everybody's about essential quality, which don't get me wrong, isn't my top pick. But I am really, really liking Amanda Loon. Amanda Loon.
6: Amanda Loon.
8: I mean I have to go there just because, you know, it's in my name, but it uh, really has shown some potential and I think that can do a good job. Him from the back, and last part of the race, she's gonna really pull through.
0: Really? Okay. Well, that's uh, you, what what kind of odds we're gonna get on on Amanda Loon, Alan?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say you can get fifteen, 15 eighteen to one. Fifteen to one? Yeah, fifteen to one yeah, yep. for yeah. Okay. Keep with that. And you know, Brandon, we should actually point out that Brandon just came from dinner. No, with, no, no. Uh, we. Brandon just came from dinner. How's that?
6: Yep, just came from eating dinner. <laughs> okay, fair so, enough.
0: So, hey, Brandon, uh, are you going to be staying at Brad's house this weekend? Oh, yeah. Bedroom?
6: I know where the, the, the pre partys going to be. I know where the after partys going to be. I already well, got a for everybody. my green jacket. You know, you get a green jacket just like the Masters. <laughs> when you win the Kentucky Derby, you get green jackets. So I got a fit for that. <laughs> Uh, my ring size is obviously, you know, I, my fingers are huge. So I got like the biggest ring size. So just I got a lot going on and just happy to join tonight on the pod. Did
0: you gain a lot of water weight over the winter?
6: <laughs> uh, it possibly could have happened after the derby day <laughs> that I'm about to
8: have.
1: I'm about Same here.
8: To have. It's, 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 actually, it's called um kind of like a road weight. A <laughs> oh, what? What? weight. For COVID. Oh. Yes, sir. Ah.
0: Let me Google that. <laughs> All right. Well, anybody have any questions for Amanda before we uh, put her to bed?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be drinking coffee on Derby Day like I usually do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what's your, hey, Amanda Loon, what's your, what's your drink of choice for Derby
8: my drink of choice, I'm going to go with a mango white claw.
0: Okay, okay. That's kind of, yeah, similar to what Brandon's going to
6: No, douse I go mint julep pretty early, pretty hard, and then I I need the beers after that to keep me hydrated.
8: Oh, I okay. agree, I agree.
6: And by the way, my backyard mint looks better than I've ever seen it.
1: We've we've already discussed it on here. The, on,
4: yeah, the, the, that the that,
6: that came up that came up in an earlier conversation.
1: It actually nice. did.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
6: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's moving on. We're turning the page. Amanda, All right. Loon, awesome, great insight.
0: Yep. So Amanda goes with uh, Amanda Loon, yes. and we're going to. I know it's two hours past your bedtime, so we're going to put you it to bed. Yeah. yeah. I'll be by later.
8: Uh, i appreciate it all right all right right.
0: good night good
8: Good night night, amanda
0: all right well it's been an eventful evening for sure and now we're going to take our final caller of the evening on the kentucky derby calling show and it looks like we have rob
1: hey rob
0: how's it going
9: hey it's going well having a good day having a good time down here in
1: florida oh man florida Oh man, uh beats where the hell we're at right now, even though
9: it's Kentucky Derby Week, but I'll take Florida any damn day. It it is Kentucky Derby Week. Yeah, we're uh we're down here for a few days. We're we'll be heading back shortly, but uh we'll be back we'll be back in time for the Derby. Although we're not attending this year. Um we will be uh we will be rooting on our horses. Okay. For those who
0: don't know, this is Rob Benefield, he's been a a, a past guest on the podcast before. Uh, Rob, uh, let's talk a little Kentucky Derby. Uh, what uh, what say you about the, this year's contest?
9: Um, I I am looking forward to it. Um, you now many many people know that I am um, not a longtime horse player, and this is my second year to follow the um, trail all the way through. And um, I've I've enjoyed the trail immensely. I started out, you know, doing that Kentucky Derby contest, uh, that twin Spires had and, and, and played it for a while, but I don't know, I just kind of gave up on it. I was like, just, uh, you know, I guess prep race burnout and trying to, trying to pick them on the nose. I was like, yeah, we'll just enjoy the prep. And I have enjoyed the heck out of this prep season. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy the banter and, and talking with different people about who they like and, and why they like them. Um, I've been on one horse for a while, and I'm going to ride that horse. And that horse would be? Midnight Bourbon. Oh, we've, that's the first
1: Midnight Bourbon we've had tonight. Uh, that's good. Uh, uh, what do you like about uh, the Steve
9: Asmus in Charge? Um, it's the uh, steady progress. Uh, that, that's the thing for me that I, that I really like. and um, it just, just consistently moving forward. Um, in the prep races and um, just keeps keeps getting stronger and stronger
1: and i believe we get mike smith on uh, that horse don't wait, cc is it mike smith on midnight bourbon yes that's hmm. correct yeah you can't go wrong there so the guy's have got a few horse, derbies in his bag that horse has looked tremendous in the mornings so I'll, I'll give him that that's uh, it's, uh... Would you say you have in a future wagers, Rob? Is that what I understand? I do. Yeah. I got
9: pool 2, Um, nice little $25 win bet. I don't, I don't remember the odds. But it, it was a while back, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, that would be a really nice one to, 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 get home. Um, you know, there's some really good horses in here and I think it's going to be a, a really good race. Um, you know, at, I've got a, a, a good friend of mine that's, uh, just all in on essential quality has been for a while and, um, I give them a hard time, you know, grays are faster. So, you know, you got a really good chance, uh, <laughs> but eh. now I, I think, um, you know, looking at past races and typical performances coming out of the different prep races, it, it's been a long time since, um, well that the bluegrass winner has gone on to win the Derby strike the gold and uh-huh. the essential quality had to work really hard to get that win and get past uh, what, highly motivated um, mm-hmm. down the stretch. Was that day? Was that the that day we were there. there together? Yes, it was. All right, um, as that was one of my five days at Keeneland. I thoroughly enjoyed the Keeneland meet, um, but that that was a fun race. Um, that's right. We watched it from the balcony together. I remember. That's now. right. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, I, I you know to me that was just such a hard fought win. I just I you know, wonder wonder if he can go one more step um you know, that that kind of always winning thing you just wonder if that horse can go one more time and and, and sneak out that win and and i'm gonna go against um and i'm gonna ride on with midnight bourbon well that's a heck of a, a price um uh,
1: oak state is there anything that's striking uh, your florida fancy on Oaks Day?
9: <laughs> what if i told you i haven't looked at the card Oh, well, then uh, you want us to pick one for you then? <laughs> all right, go ahead, just pull one out of the hat for me.
1: <laughs> let's go around the table uh, real quick. Malatab.
9: <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, you chalk-eating weasel. That, you would pick that horse. Jesus. <laughs> um, oh, see, uh, I, I did peek after the draw yesterday. We've been, been really busy down here, um, and um, I just was tied up all day and didn't really get a chance to dig into that Oaks card. Um, but there was one horse that was sitting at like 15 to 1. Oh man, I got crazy trying to beautiful. I'm trying to pull up the card real quick. Um,
0: By the um, way, you're getting 26 to 1 on Midnight
9: Bourbon in pool 2. Well, so that would work out really well for my Twinspires account. <laughs> um, let's see. All right, I got the card up. So bear with me. Well, there's no pressure. It's just the Champagne and Crazy Beautiful. Those are the two that I was looking at. Man, that, those names just keep coming up tonight, don't they, CC? Yes, oh, they do. really? With good yeah. reason.
0: Yeah, it's very popular.
9: Very yeah, popular. Those, those are the, I mean, if you've watched my betting style, I am typically not chasing chalk, and I'm looking for the value horses, and I really think that, that those two right there um, I'll put on top and uh, be playing in, in my exotics and using them in the horizontals as well.
1: All right. Uh, I think Rob's got a pretty decent plan. What do you got for – you anything for uh, our, our buddy down in Florida or CC, Brandon, either one of you guys? So where do you put – Rob, who are you picking for the Oaks?
9: <laughs> All right. So, listen. Brandon, um, I would <laughs> like to welcome you back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, y'all were – we already know what you're betting, Mr. Cox-Cox double. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we know what you're doing.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think he likes Crazy Beautiful and pass, and pass the Champagne, I
9: think is
6: what
9: he Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I think it would be pretty cool to, to uh, stand at Peak or, or, or Weaver to, to get home there. I bet. That would be good. I, I would enjoy that.
0: Let's bring it back down to earth, Rob. Uh, what, what do you normally do on Oaks and Derby? What, what's your in a, in a normal year? You usually attend.
9: Um, let's see. So, yeah, new to horse racing. Um, no, um, I have not normally attended. Uh, my first Derby was two years ago. Uh, Stephanie and I went, um, and uh, she was actually on Country House, so that oh. was a fortuitous disqualification. You should have seen, you should have heard this shout from section 126.
3: <laughs> she was a very
9: happy girl. Um, and, uh, we didn't go to Oaks, but we, we went on Thursday and we stayed home and watched Oaks on, on Friday and then went to the Derby. And then of course the pandemic hit and we, we didn't go last year. You know, nobody went last year, but, um, we will, um, actually this year, unfortunately, I have to be in Evansville, Indiana for meetings uh, with some corporate uh, folks. And I will not, I will, might get home in time to watch um, the last two or three races of the card.
1: Oh, man. Kind of
9: um, And we'll be watching the, the uh, Derby card from home this year. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 was one, it was one of those things where, like, look at these stupid prices for tickets. Let's just be reasonable here. Yeah. So, but all next year, look out! We're I'm taking a I'm taking a whole week off, and we will be there every day next year, um, opening day all the way through Derby Day. Sounds like uh, I know you're newer to the sport, Rob, than a lot of people are.
1: But one, you have learned incredibly fast. I can tell you that, and it sounds like you're from an enjoyment standpoint, you have uh, soaked it all up in, in a short amount of time.
9: It, you so. know, a lot it. Stephanie has been um, uh, in 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 the horse industry for a long time, and This, she's, this is like her, since she was, I don't know, 12 years old, this would be the fourth derby she's missed. Oh. So, um, she really got me into it and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'm a numbers nerd, so diving in and looking at fractions and and looking at speed figs and trying to figure out the shape of the race. Um, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy the analytical side and Still got a long ways to go on the breeding side and, and learning, uh, what, what prodigy can do what, uh, based upon the breeding. Uh, so that's, that's still where, where, um, Stephanie whips my tail. She can <laughs> rip through a card and, and pick out some, some good, some good horses that, that I overlook because they may not have a, um, you know, not, not have a lot of speed figures and she can be in those maiden races and really jump on a winner pretty easy.
1: And who does she like on Derby day? who is her derby pick since she well, fortunately, my
9: pick was validated because she likes midnight bourbon as well
1: uh, so that could
9: be, was, oh that could be a big was, day in your house. I was feeling very good about my pick i I kept my mouth shut while she was doing her thing, and I was like, hey, yeah, validated <laughs> validated
1: <laughs> all right well that you guys could win double then if he were to come in, so uh we'll be we'll be cheering you on. that horse has a big chance, and uh We appreciate you stopping by, Rob, taking time out of your little Florida vacay to talk to us and stuff. So best of luck. I hope you get to see some of the Derby, and uh, appreciate you coming on, buddy. All right, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Good luck to you guys. You got it, pal.
6: Thank you, Rob. See you, Rob.
0: All right. That was Rob Benefield wrapping up our first edition of the Kentucky Derby call-in show. It was a lot of fun, guys. Alan, we'll start with you. You wrap us up, and then we'll go to Brandon.
1: Oh yeah that was, I enjoyed the Kentucky Derby Call in Power Hour or whatever it is that we just had uh, because you know what in in this world of thoroughbred racing the, the people get a little too uh, caught up in their own opinions I I really do enjoy hearing the thoughts of other folks and uh you know I know how I think it doesn't mean it's right it doesn't mean it's wrong but I do get a kick out of hearing everybody else's opinions and we can all learn from that so everybody that we had on uh respect their opinion Uh, Wish them the best of luck, and, you know, sadly, none of them picked the horse I like, but what are you going to do? So, we appreciate everybody, uh, having everybody on, and look forward to doing it again in the future. We had some really good guests on tonight.
6: Yeah, I totally agree. A lot of different perspectives. I like to hear different angles. People in different cities, states. Yeah. You know, the way they bet, super effective versus, you know, just win, play shows, and, and everything else. So uh i think it's going to be very interesting look at the pools i love playing the oaks and derby pool double that's a fun that's a fun bet so if everyone can pay attention to that i think you can get in for a dollar base bet so uh always a good time
9: okay
0: all right guys we'll end it here if you've made it this far we want to remind you we'll have the kentucky derby seminar coming out shortly hopefully have that out by wednesday night or thursday afternoon I uh, want you to tune into that as we try to flesh out this uh, wonderful Kentucky Derby field, and we'll try to give you the, the winner and maybe uh, uh, some betting opportunities. But on behalf of Alan Schneider and Brandon Jaggers, this is C.C. Broadus, reminding you gambling money ain't got no home. Good night.